Chicken edition of DWN Productions THC podcast, sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts. Here with the same amount of water as last time. Joe, how have you been? Long time no see. It's been a while, Tom. You know, I put a couple of miles on the road, but uh, back home now. You know, back in the shop. It was a lovely. 100 degrees today is as hot as it got, so you know this nice cold front came through and cooled things down for us, which uh pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it always, I, I don't want to say, oh, it trips me out, man, but it always takes me by surprise when uh, I realize that Dallas is usually hotter than Houston. You would think Houston being closer to the equator. Yeah. Yeah, but Houston, uh, I don't know. It's just got that thick feel because it's closer to the equator, you know. <laughs> it's the humidity. Yes, I didn't want to say it. I've, you know, I sound like an asshole if I said it's the humidity. So I figured you could <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Hey, no worries. Yeah. Did you do anything lately? Uh, yeah, I went to uh, this beer hole today with old Corey and Johnny and of course Lori went and on the radio we're just sitting there and then I hear sha la 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 hey hey or uh -huh. <laughs> one of the two like, yeah like, Mr. Jones and me cut up together <laughs> mm. So, yeah, Joe, the Houston Horror Film Fest, a.k.a. the Houston Horrific Festival of Fright Films 2023. It came and it went. So how many is this? Because I get confused because they used to do the pop-ups in a hotel, right? So yes. how many is this, like, official uh, shows? That this they is the third anal. Okay. 
Third anal. COVID really fluffed it up. H H H H V. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, well, and yeah. Um, so yeah, we've done it each time. I think you missed out on one pop up due to uh, getting married. You know, you had uh, some priorities that took precedence. But, yeah, uh, the uh, Halloween ones I usually don't make because yeah. first one they had the wedding, and then after that, the anal versaries. And plus, nobody buys shit that close to Halloween. I don't know what it is. You would think if it's that weekend, right? Or, you know, like it's the weekend before all the people scrambling for last minute. Yeah. I've done always fucking eat a dick. I've done good at their events on Halloween because uh, they have people show up. Uh, a lot of other events that I've done, especially if it's like the weekend of Halloween, I've done like lousy like nobody's even there because there's other shit to do you know people are doing family stuff with the kids or whatever and uh they're doing free stuff you know but uh but no i've done well at their at their uh october pop-ups because they don't do them the week of halloween i think halloween falls on what day this year it does i had to look that up for myself just so i knew Mm -hmm. so but I don't know. I, I I think I've got like a full slate, so I don't know what's going on. I guess once they announce it, like officially, I'll be able to look at the date and see they if I... They already did. Did they? Okay. Yeah. It's the Saturday before Halloween, and it's from like noon to one in the morning. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's going to be where? At the... Uh... The Wildcatter? Does that okay. sound correct? So usually what happens is uh, the vendors start breaking down at around 7, unless you brought a whole bunch of lights with you. It's too dark, really, to see anything. You know, and I don't travel with a generator or light <laughs> or any of that shit. So, uh, yeah, I think like last year I was out of there by 7. Right on. Yeah. Uh, but this year. okay. This yeah, is say, hey, enough of that bullshit. This is our big three-day show, the one uh, Houston looks forward to. And they had... Houston, as I call it. You do call it that. Where they had a... Uh, maybe more guests than they've ever had. I mean, these are, aren't really guests that I... Uh, I'm too crazy about because I'm old guy, man. I don't, you know, I'm not with the Terrifier stuff and uh and things like that some of the other stuff i don't know i saw <clears throat> saw they had samantha mathis and i walked by her table to see what she looks like yeah she looks pretty cute you know um, how many movies was she naked in joe i don't know not many or any i don't think i'm not sure let me uh oh i'm on my phone <clears throat> I can't check out uh mr skin or whatever <laughs> just run a bing search um yeah, I mean, I'm about 38 years younger than you, and I don't really care about the whole getting shit signed anymore. I was thinking earlier today, because I got that fantastic Living Right album in the mail today, and I was just like, yeah, if I ever meet him, I'd get this, like you said, this would be the thing to get signed, and then yeah. I was just thinking, man, there's like... Like, at this point, I don't even give a fuck to meet Todd McFarlane. Like, what am I going to say? Hey, just like everybody else my age, I dig your shit. Oh, thanks. And then, oh, that was <laughs> fucking sweet. 
That's pretty good, McFarland. Thank you. So I can't fucking I can't really think of anybody unless they dig Rudy Ray's Moore's bones up or some shit. Wings Hauser. That's about yeah. it. I mean, yeah, there are some comic people that I would like to get their shit signed. You know, there's writers that I always get their stuff signed. And uh but that's about it. Like movie people. I mean, I love watching movies. Uh we'll get to a surprising thing because I've always loved watching movies. I've always loved horror movies, but when we do our top five, there's something that like surprised the hell out of me. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't really even buy a whole lot now at the shows, you know, there's, there's it's not, all the same. Yeah. There's not much, it's... uh, that interests me. I, you know, I, I bought a book this time and I bought, uh, I bought a movie. You know, both from people that I know. So it's, you know, I'm just, you know, helping to support them. But I've got too much stuff. <laughs> you know, I've got stuff that I'm actually trying to get rid of. You know, like I've said before, they're like, what, what's going to happen to all this stuff? You know, nobody wants it. You know? Throwing the away. It's like, that's what I, <clears throat> I think about fucking dying and what the fuck's going to happen all the time because I'm a miserable fuck, you see. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I always think in my head, oh, I got to re- remind whoever's left to go through the DVDs and comics and make sure that you go to the eBay listing sold on every one so you know which is the ones you can actually pull and sell those singly and then just get rid of the rest in bulk. But that'll never happen and they'll never do that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of work to ask of somebody. You know, sure is, Joe. I, I, uh, I started doing that today. Now, even with my paperback books, you know, I've got like people seem to love movie tie-ins, and like I'm not going to go through and read them again. It's like you know, I've got some little little condom bags, just like comics, but they're for paper bag, uh, paperback books, and yeah, starting to price them and take them to the next show. Uh. This show Friday did not seem as crowded for me, and uh, it really wasn't as busy for me when I did my count at the end of the day, or when I got my report, I should say. And it's like, yeah, that's not like last year's numbers. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing it. You know, what's going on? What's going on here, Tom? <laughs> do, I, do I just suck? You know, so- story of my life. Every time I do a convention, man, and I thought about it so much. Yeah, this go around more. I was, I, I was kind of <laughs> feeling down on myself. I guess you know, I wasn't angry at the convention. You know, either people show up and they're going to spin, or whatever. That's not you know anybody's fault. But yeah, uh, the dudes who put it on. I mean, they fucking. It's to me at least. Friday, it seemed like people were there. Saturday was fucking packed. Yeah, it was. And it was Sunday was about Friday. Right. So uh, just the last two years, yeah, the last two years they had this. Like I did decent. Mm-hmm. It was like it was decent for me. But uh, as we talked about before, then when absolutely nobody listened except oh, you know, Chris and Charlie. That was about <laughs> it. Yeah, we'd always talk about how Houston shows aren't good because they don't spend money. And, uh, you know, we did those two first uh, Houston Horror Film Fests, 
And I guess they tricked us. And it turns out <laughs> she had a penis the whole time, Joe. No, I mean, at the end of the day, I did make money. I just didn't make uh, last year's money, you know. And like I said, I was feeling like, well, what the fuck? What's wrong with my stuff now? You know, I mean, I hadn't sold a metal piece in a few shows, you know, luckily I sold one this time. This guy came by, but he worked with metal. You know, he understood what I was doing. So he appreciated it. Not like everybody else said, oh, that's cool. Later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, that's you've been to the DWN table, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but then I started thinking, hey, you know, there's a lot of shit going on right now. You know, everything's expensive, you know, groceries, gas, uh, this past week was a uh, back to school for everybody so people definitely got something more important to spend their money on than a piece of metal that's like you know shaped like chucky or some shit you know so i get it uh and like realistically nobody's doing particularly well right now i mean some people are but like all the people that i roll with and fucking know it's not like everybody's like yeah i'm doing great works fucking awesome shit's going great it's just like hey, everybody's just kind of broken it is what it is yeah it's a tough so, time and i think people are trying to ignore that sorry about that to just get uh you know just get through you know every day every week or whatever so a lot of people were out there to have fun, you know, to forget about this shit. Did fucking is this frozen? God damn it! Damn no. it to hell! Yeah, I know. I don't no. know what the fuck's going on. Probably just my fantastic internet. So I was just talking for nothing, but uh, yeah, got to hang out a bit with Scott and Tony and and Jesus both Christ. I'll let you talk, Tom. Every time I'm talking, this shit's freezing, so. Just keep going, Joe. Last time when I dropped out, you stayed on, so. <clears throat> okay. All else fails. So, no, they're, uh, they're passionate about what they're doing. They put a, a whole lot of hard work into it, and everybody there was having fun, you know. Uh, I thought. A lot of that haunted house stuff that was in the hallway was a lot cooler this year. And people, you know, were just there taking a bunch of pictures with that. So that was that was a cool addition. You know, I'm not too crazy about pirates, so I don't really care about that. But I thought the other stuff was cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, it's good Keep to see. Keep talking. It's good to see friends and, and stuff like that that go out there. So, you know, the friends that do come to the table, even if it's just I, that is very, very much appreciated. And I've met a lot of friends from this, uh, from this convention uh, from the Houston area. So it's cool. I suck with names, though. So if I ever don't say your name, I don't remember it. And, uh, and well, I just suck in that regard. So sorry, folks. But yeah it was cool had a good time i got over my my self pity bullshit there at the end and and just you know realized hey man it is what it is you know i mean at least i don't really have to work for a living you know i get to do cool shit like this you know, go to these shows and have fun and see people that i only see maybe once a year or once or twice a year at, if you know if they do the same pop-up as we do 
but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'll continue to support these guys because they definitely continue to support me. Hey, Tom, everyone. Hey, sorry about that. Everybody in the house decided to use the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Everybody here's asleep. Thankfully, I think probably not. Is that because it was a little murder suicide you pack you planned, and after this, it's going to be the last really one? Joke about that. <laughs> Don't want to put up any red flags, but we'll get to that. <laughs> That's all right. It dropped out. No one fucking heard it, anyways. So. Okay, probably not. Yeah. So what but, the fuck were we talking about? Uh, people uh, not having money. Uh, I was talking about how much work uh, Scott and Tony have have put into this thing to make it what it is. To make it. Hell yeah, man! All those dudes—they're like genuine about this shit, yeah. and they got a heart and like a passion to do that shit. They've got a passion. Fucking. For and they don't sleep all goddamn weekend. <laughs> Tony said he hadn't got a a minute of sleep. Which is something else, you know. He's just grinding it out. Scott, too, you know. Uh, all their volunteers are pretty cool, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll keep doing it as long as I can. As long as they'll put up with me, I'll keep doing it. You know? Yeah, right on. Uh, I mean, for sure, good dudes. Like, uh, as I said before, they fucking let me make the trophies for them. So I appreciate that for sure. And they're always looking out and yeah, I just it sounds like broken record shit, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean like everybody is always just like, Oh thanks, I appreciate it. But again, yeah, but it is true. Yeah. Is genuine and that's why we say it every year. Like I was saying, like anybody that did come to the table, like thanks, you know, and, and thanks, you know, even if you didn't buy something, you're just coming to say hi, Joe, you know, whatever. Hey, how's it going, Tom? Hey, I've thought about listening to the podcast maybe one day. Uh, I'll get to that. So thanks. Thanks for all of that. You know, hell yeah. And the fucking, I mean, thanks for treating us well. I don't know why yeah. you treat us as well as you do, but <laughs> yeah. it's appreciated it's for sure. Well. <laughs> yeah. Like I uh, said, as a stranger, I'd like to consider them all buddies now. You know what yeah, I'm saying? For sure, man. Yeah, if they were, like, ever in a jam or something, they're close by to Dallas, I would fucking, yeah, just, you know, help out, go and do what I could. Um, what if they were in a jelly? I don't know about jellies. You know, oh, I'm not man. a vampire dog, you see. Mm. Uh, but I, I sold so, some uh, comics, so that went well, and those were comics that I wanted to get rid of, stuff I'd been sharing with uh, pictures of on Facebook, like, hey, this really sucks. You know, and oh, you got this shit. Yeah, you got this Danzig thing. I'll take it. Oh, this one got rid of no monks. I'll take it. So I got rid of my uh, on uh, Saturday. I pulled out a comic from the comic box, told Tom this issue of the cross and the switchblade. It's my goal to sell this today. Only three bucks. Uh, the cross and the switchblade is a true story. About a preacher from like Tennessee or somebody where that went Tennessee, to big, Pennsylvania, maybe oh. went to the big city, New York, to go spread ministry to all the gang members there. And one of the toughest gang members was a guy named Nicky Cruz. And by the end of it, Nicky gets saved and he's a preacher now. Uh, very inspiring story. They made a film with it with a, 
Eric Estrada. So you can probably find that on Tubi. I'll be rewatching <laughs> that again pretty soon. The lady that saw the comic, she goes, oh, wow. Crossing this. My son just met Nikki Cruz. So the comic was waiting here for you, ma'am. <laughs> it was. $3, please. Put it in the collection, please. Yep. <laughs> so that was cool. That was a good boom moment. Yeah. Uh, most of the shit I sold were like actual friends and buddies bought them. So I appreciate that for sure. Because if it wasn't for you guys, I would. Whew. Let's just say you paid for my hotel. And I appreciate that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got rid of the fucking kids' Blu ray and DVD. Thank fuck. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. You did. Yeah. You fucking chomos enjoy that shit. I didn't sell many movies, uh, which is odd because I did walk around and look at to see what everybody was selling. There's hardly anybody that was selling a movie that they didn't make themselves. You know, uh, that is something like a. Like, I may tell David, hey, come set up this thing next year. You know, have one. Well, not him personally, but he has people that go around and do this shit for him. Because I think with nobody else there, they would definitely clean up, you know. For sure. Fucking uh, Tony was interested. And we were fucking hanging out Friday, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Friday. Uh, show's over. 11 o'clock, it's usually the day or the night that <laughs> I drink the most. Uh, Joe hung out too. So, uh, I mean, we just fucking pretty much just hung out and drank. I don't think anything wildly eventful happened that night besides getting Boston Market and it being the worst, the second worst chicken I've ever had. And, uh, yeah, I don't. Like the rotisserie Boston Market, it's all right, maybe because it has that skin <laughs> on it. But uh, this was, it was, I don't know, dude. When you were chewing it after it broke up a little, did it turn into like some kind of weird paste? I took two bites of it and I was done. <laughs> you know, but I did eat the mac and cheese when that was a mistake. That was a big fucking mistake. I agree. And why was that, Joe? Because that shit went right through me. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Did you fuck. need to order more towels? No, I didn't. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, luckily didn't soil my pants. You know? <laughs> luckily. I had to call up for more wash rags mm. because I was just, oh, Christ, as I was sitting on the toilet and then i only had one more and i was like oh well i gotta do this too so i turned on the sink faucet shoved <laughs> the rag under there to collect all the water and started wringing it out in my mouth because i was so dehydrated and then i was like oh oh and then i rang it out and that one was all the sweat and then I puked all over the floor, all the water that I just drank. So I oh, was severely fuck. dehydrated again. So Luckily. I said, Lori, <laughs> call down and get more washcloths, damn it. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't throw up. But, yeah, I mean, looks like you got the worst of it. Who fucks up mac and cheese? You yeah. Know? I, 
I got that because I thought it would be safe, you know? You know, mm -hmm. at least we'll have some pasta in us, you know, absorb some of the alcohol. It's just going to purge you of everything, <laughs> everything you got. Like, I really like their cream spinach and cream spinach in general. But spinach always gives me the wicked shits. So uh, I specifically didn't get it. <laughs> if I knew it was going to happen fucking anyways, that's all I would have got. Yeah, just have them fill a 32-ounce cup full of that <laughs> shit. And I'll just fucking walk around drinking that. Did you pick anything up? Did you buy anything? Nothing? No, I really never do. Oh, I can't say that. I can't say that. It, uh, what's it called? Texas Haunters. Mm -hmm. I got the uh, Maniac Flag and the Murray figure from uh, Paul Bear. Yeah. Uh, no, unless it's fucking movies, man. I don't. Yeah. It's all shit I've seen before and just shit I don't need. Even my shit, you don't need it. Maybe you look at it and it makes you fucking smile or giggle or some shit. But, like, everything there is shit nobody needs. T-shirts, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing that I, I see is, like, a lot of the vendors now, they're, like, people that have, like, a, a toy store or a toy. Or this is all they do is sell toys, you know, buy, uh, buy and resell them. But they're all carrying a lot of the same stuff. You know, they're all carrying, uh, uh, I don't know what the name of the companies are. The ones that, well, I guess Universal. They put out their own, you know, figures with the this or that and all the other figures. But, I mean, even Walmart carries that stuff now. So, it's not like you're going to see, we're seeing less and less people that make their own shit, you know. And that's, yeah. that's what I You know, like the clay guy stuff. I think his stuff's cool. I wouldn't personally buy it, but I think, you know, it's cool and he's making that shit himself, you know, so big, big and It's respectable because he's been doing it for fucking decades. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some other artists there. I'm not into prints or anything, but there's some people there this year that were selling originals, you know, and it's like, hey, that's the kind of shit I like to see. I don't have money for it, but. You know, I like to see it or whatever. You know, I might pick up a card and say, hey, I may commission you to do a shirt for me at some point down the line. <laughs> but you know what you wouldn't do? Mm. You wouldn't pick up the card and then look them in the eyes and say, <laughs> hey, I'm going to commission you to do something. Everybody, never, ever, ever, even if you're going to. Mm -hmm. Never say, oh, yeah, uh, I just don't have it right now. But, yeah, I'm going to get that. I'm going to go to the website, and I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you up to do this. Yeah, man, I want this. I'm going to pick it up tomorrow. Never, ever, ever say that to a fucking artist. I have, though. Ever. And, but, and I've used them. There's one guy that I met in, uh, in Kansas City. Met him like what five six years ago, and I've used him every time to do the Killer Con shirt. You know, that's how I met Todd Kennedy, and I've got him to do all kinds of stuff for me. You know, so if I say it, I'm not bullshitting. You know, I will get to you. <laughs> You're the only one, Joe. Maybe, yeah. So <laughs> they're probably also for what? Huh? Mm hmm. Yeah. Hey. So talented. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. Just keep at it. So, all right. Hey, did you keep at it? 
what the fuck are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm regional manager for fucking insert corporate company name here. So you shut the fuck up about keep going, motherfucker. I'll kick you right in the dick. Yeah. You don't know the struggle. You ain't part of the game, baby. Mm. But, you know, as as uh, down as we may have been about sales numbers, like, like today, I didn't get to the shop till like, you know, 1130. Or so, you know, I had some shit I had to do. If I had a regular job, that wouldn't be the case, you know? Yep. You, you broke out today and went Nate with some buddies. Yeah, I fucking, I just ship stuff and then open the mask hole to get the molds ready for tomorrow. Yeah. And so we, yeah. got, we got it, I mean, hard, but also sweet too, you know? It's, uh, but to be fair, we technically did work this fucking weekend. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> but it's not, uh, you know, it's not like your average nine to five shit, you know, where we're having to. Yeah, we might not make money. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's, that's the drawback, you know, the drawback, you know, is we don't have secure funds that we know is going to. Never know when you're going to get paid. Right. If, yeah. If, if. Yeah. How long you got to work. Now, let's not talk about custom work, right? In fact, let's move on to movies. <laughs> but let's just out. wrap it up. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Uh, had a good time. Don't want to be like, oh, I didn't make any money. Fuck nah. you guys. I mean, regardless, I got to see friends that I only get to see mm -hmm. once a year. Juan and Taco came down. Mm -hmm. That was fucking awesome. I only get to see you a few times a year. Yeah. So, I mean, shit like this, it really helps friends. See, friends. What I'm trying to tell you, Joe, is it's not all about the money. Right. Sometimes no, it's it, about the camaraderie. Yeah, it's never all about the money, or else we would have given up a long time ago. You know? Yeah, I fucking come on. At this point, did I fucking get into making masks and art and painting and shit to be all oh, this big, famous, successful fucking? I'm in it for the love of the fucking game right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's why I'm still fucking in this shit, still doing it. This is like what I do and what I like doing. I don't do it to fucking, oh, I'm going to please accept me and let me be part of this shit and everything. So believe me, I'm well aware money isn't everything. But uh, unfortunately, Joe, we live in a world where you need fucking money. More and more of it, it seems. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we would just buy movies and stupid shit with it, though. Uh, Still do. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch anything other than our, uh, our new? I did, Joe. Covering? All right. I did. Think about this. What if we waited till now to talk about William Friedkin? Even less people would give a fuck than the bonus boy gob we did <laughs> last week. So if you haven't seen that, go back. We did a William Friedkin tribute show. But yeah, dude, you get like a day, maybe a day and a half, and then you're fucking gone. No one yeah. gives a good goddamn. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. Yeah, that's it. You're gone. Gone. And forgotten. If you're gone, but not forgotten. No, you no, forget about you real quick. Oh, wait, wait. He died? When did this happen? You know, that's how you'll be remembered. His picture kept scrolling up, you know, on my feed for that day, maybe a little bit the next day. And I kept on thinking it was Mitch McConnell. 
you know that oh yeah no surprise but they're using a younger picture of the guy but oh fuck that's freaking ah oh, oh hopefully he's having the freaking weekend in hell <laughs> we'll see so yeah uh on that show i said oh mate i got five more minutes left of 12 angry men the remake i gotta do uh we did get an answer joe you said in the uh, original there was no conclusion if they chose guilty or not guilty. Right. So in this one, they definitely did. And then everybody walks out to the elevator. Mm. But yeah, if all this is is actors acting in one room. Yeah. So if you like actors acting and delivering dialogue, check this shit out. If you need explosions and spider men's and shit definitely <laughs> definitely not the movie for you but yeah it was all right it's based on a stage play i think so that's explains why it's like that all right i didn't care for it too much then dialogue driven you know acting you really gotta act on stage you gotta project into the back row that's why everything's bigger and the makeups and the costumes and the scenery are more dramatic because it has to affect the person in the front row as it does in the back row. Theater was a required class in my college, Joe. <laughs> so there's all the information from that class I retained. <laughs> and then uh, I said I would watch the movie Jade. Yes. I'm sure everybody who went to the video store saw this green ass cover on the shelves and never rented it. So I thought, you know what? I think it's time to watch this watch this movie. This is one of those sleazy erotic thrillers that were popular to the straight to video market, even though this went to the theaters and it failed. Did. Uh, the lady from Dogma, she's a psychologist. Alanis Morissette? No, not God, but uh, like the main, uh, the main antagonist, right? Joey protagonist? Adams. Joey something. Lauren Adams. Okay. No, I oh. forget her name, but uh, it's the brown-haired lady. Anyways, <laughs> turns out she's a fucking prostitute, Joe. I can't believe it. Uh what's it uh at the beginning a guy gets killed and the cops try and find out who killed him and what's going on. It turns out there's this whole prostitution ring and the guy who was killed was like videotaping high up wealthy people having sex with prostitutes so he can blackmail them and shit. Then it's all uh who all a web of murder and entrapment and things unravel and then you find out that jade is actually this filthy whore that this guy was married to the whole time but it turns out that the husband did it because he knew and he didn't kill the fucking guy because he was jealous he just didn't want to get blackmailed himself since they had all that footage of his wife fucking and sucking and like the thing, the lady from fucking. 
<laughs> the lady from Bordello of Blood, she gets ran over like fucking twice. And you see this dummy body rolling and shit. And before that, she was talking about how Jade loves it in the ass. And she was the kind of girl that all these guys wanted and was disappointed when they got her instead. <laughs> Oh shit! And the fucking cops—they go to uh, they go to a house where all these illegal things were going on, and they open up drawers and cabinets and find rubber cocks and handcuffs and shit. And they're just like, "Ah, oh, this is a fuck house." <laughs> this uh, this movie sucks. Like, don't get me wrong. But uh, it sucks on such a grand stage that you should probably watch it and laugh at it. The uh, car chases, the most ridiculous goddamn car (laughs) chase I've ever seen because they're going down like the San Francisco streets and shit. And (sighs) starring David Caruso. David Caruso of television (laughs) fame at the time. (laughs) Now not doing shit. Or no, he went back to television. Should have went back to Africa. <laughs> but yeah, watch this one. Uh if you if you like to laugh if you like to giggle at silly bullshit, stick around. But if yes. you <laughs> but yeah, if you like to giggle at silly bullshit, watch uh watch Jade. It is neither erotic nor thrilling. Just a hoot. Well, Tom, I watched the second movie on this uh, double feature here. Talked about Axe last time. This time, Kidnapped Co-Ed, a.k.a. The Kidnapped Lover, a.k.a. something else I don't remember right now. Uh, this is the same guy that was a like a hard-ass, a hard case in Axe. This time, he... Uh, he kidnaps a dopey looking girl. Um, looks kind of like uh, the girl in that show Recess. You know, the one with the long hair and the circle glasses. Oh, I was going to say Spinelli. What's it, Gretchen? I don't remember the name, but looks kind of like her. And uh, like calls her dad like, hey, I got your daughter here and like so much dollars and you'll get her back. So then he takes her to a hotel to hide out and... Uh, turns out there's some other hard cases that have already killed the hotel manager and some of the staff and they're just terrorizing people themselves so they break into the room that this guy's at pulls a gun on him then commenced to rape the girl themselves he didn't even do it they did it tom uh so he's already fucked up this kidnapping i would say you know but he breaks loose and kills them both now they're on the run and uh I don't know if she has Stockholm syndrome or what, but she's starting to like him. They kind of hang out in the bar in a barn for a little while. <laughs> playing Nintendo, and they brush their teeth. And uh, yeah, that's this movie's weird. Like the other one, it has just like long pauses and just like strings of dialogue that come out of nowhere. And I don't know why, but it's fucking it's hypnotic. You know, it's this like. Why am I still watching? There's nothing going on. There's been nothing going on for the past 20 minutes, but you're still, I was still 
hooked. There was something about it. There was like an atmosphere about it that just kept me going, you know? Uh, yeah, they, they end up fucking, you know, cause she tells them, Hey, make a love to me. You know that <laughs> they decide, you know what, let's get married. And, uh, they pick up the ransom and they're taking off, you know, Oh, I'm spoiling this movie. Hey, but fuck you. This movie's how old? <laughs> <laughs> Three days. <laughs> yeah. They go into a bar and, uh, well, this movie is filmed, I think, in North Carolina. Oh, come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Spin it around your head just like a helicopter. God damn, there's some goofy looking people in this movie. And I think it, <laughs> it's probably representative of North Carolina. It's probably accurate. Uh, Were they white? Yes, all of them. figures. Uh, They go into this bar, and they're hanging out there, and they're dancing, and then two guys come in and rob the bar, and they take him. Were they white? So they got the money. Were they white? I think one of them was. Well, don't say what the other one was if they weren't. And uh, they take off in their car, and old, what's his name, the kidnapper, and the girl just laughing away. Ha, 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 ha. The end. (laughs) <laughs> and then the credits rolled yeah yeah <laughs> so and i started watching it it's got a third movie in it called bloody brothers and what this movie does is take scenes from acts and scenes from kidnap co-ed it makes one movie of them because they're brothers since it's the same guy they're twin brothers it says at the beginning tom that were separated at birth and one day they just both happened to go on a rampage at the same time uh it doesn't work as well you're kidding i haven't finished it but no it doesn't work as well it's just long and takes some of the best bits from each one but even though they're the best bits it's not uh doesn't work no shit (laughs) but i'm interested enough in this guy's work that i am going to watch the special features and see what uh old david and the crew put together here because uh is it one of these things where you got to find out if the person's a fucking idiot yes (laughs) (laughs) i understand more than certain he is but i gotta see for myself And it's always it's always a shock when you find out they're not. <laughs> right? Hey, this guy seems normal. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? Yeah. But that's all I watched. I didn't get to watch much. Oh shit. Uh Joe, I watched the Wings Hauser classic. Bump in the night. This one, he has a co-star. I was going to say co-starring role. He <laughs> has a co-starring role. That's his son. Yeah. Cole it House, is. You know, big star right now, thanks to this show, Yellowstone. Or as I say, Yellowstone. Or as I say, Yellowstone National Park. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you hold on a second while I write... Jellostone National Park. (laughs) Tell them where they can get shirts. Go to fastcustomershirts.com. I wrote Jellostone National Shirts. (laughs) (laughs) But enough of that shit, Joe. I watched the Wings Hauser classic, Bump in the Night. In it, 
this uh, suspected lesbian, white, of course. Uh, maybe not. We'll get to that. She, uh, She's a big drunk, way bigger drunk than you or I, Joe. She's the kind of drunk that falls asleep with a cigarette in her mouth, wakes up, lights that cigarette, and starts drinking again. She's also the kind of mother who, uh, you know, has all that going on so she doesn't have an eye on her child. No. <laughs> so uh, her child romps around town because he's going to go meet his, uh, his father, who the alcoholic mother doesn't let see. So he has to secretly set up a meeting with his kid. Not because he's a bad guy or anything. He's a, actually a successful uh, writer. And he is uh, not a drunk anymore. He goes to AA and shit. And he's on the straight and narrow. And he's played by Wings Hauser. So he's Anyways. Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, he's not playing him. Right. <laughs> so I mean himself, you see. <laughs> so uh, uh, the kid... Leaves the house. Mom's still drunk and passed out from the night before. He's supposed to go to school, but he stops at this fucking crazy cat lady's house who's keeping a cat there for him because his mom won't let him have one at the house. And he tells that lady, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to meet my dad at this cafe, blah, 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 blah. Places she sounds like a cat. That place isn't open anymore. You gotta go to the one around the street. That's where everybody goes. Your dad will know that you're gonna be there. She's just like, oh, all right, thanks. So he fucking skips over there, happy as hell. And would you know it? Superman Christopher Reeve is waiting there. Because uh, he got a he got a tip on this kid, or he's he's trying to get a tip in this kid, Joe. <laughs> so uh, he's uh, he's stalking him, and uh, he ends up kidnapping this child. Well, not really. He says, "Hey, hey, but he doesn't talk like that. He talks like Christopher Reeves. He says, "Hello, young lad." I am Christopher. He doesn't talk like that either. And that's a terrible Ow. Superman. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, hey, kid, your dad's not going to make it. He told me to meet you here. And uh, he said, hey, we'll just go hang out until uh, he's off work or done with his business shit. So they go to the zoo and he says, oh, yeah, let's call your dad. Oh, hey, your dad wanted me to take you to this apartment uptown and they get there and every room has a bed in it with a camera well not every room but there's fuck rooms set up joe fuck rooms that uh are set up to make pornography turns out a uh pornography ring who's into you know you know hoard this kid out and uh Will they, will they get to him in time before the deed's done, Joe? Find out and bump in the night. Not to be confused with the children's clay animated show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. At the end, 
the kid, he like fucking barricades himself in the attic and Christopher Reed, you come down from there. You come down from there right now or I'm going to I'm going to set this place on fire. So he gets a fucking trash can. <laughs> sets the paper in it on fire like, oh, yeah, this is going to work out great. And then everything in the closet catches on fire. That's where the door to the attic is. And then he just kind of goes catatonic in the corner. And then Wings Hauser and his drunk lesbian wife comes to save the kid. And fucking Wings Hauser looks at him like, oh, I'm going to get to you in a second after I get my child, you some bitch. But uh, before he can, old Superman jumps out the window. But he forgot this was a different movie, so he just splatters on the pavement. <laughs> and you see him like all twisted up with blood coming out of his head. Twisted. <laughs> Would recommend, Joe. All right. Would if hey, if you're into kill yourself, but uh if you're a Wingshauser fan, why not watch it? Mm. Uh, Joe, I watched a uh, hit new reality show that I spoke to you about prior. Did you get a chance to watch this at all? Tom, let me ask you something. All right. You ready for Hoochie Daddy? <laughs> hey, Danny Hoochie Daddy's in there. Come on outside. This is it. This is it. Stop the truck. Uh, Hoochie daddies, come outside. Hoochie daddies, all the way live. <laughs> okay, so this is a reality show that put the first I, stud reality show, Joe. Yeah, Tom and I uh, both encountered this at the same time, but didn't know it because uh, once you saw red flags, Hoochie daddies pops up on there, and uh, this is. A reality competition show, kind of? The first stud reality show is what it was billed as, Joe. And so this the... is a masculine women. Or I yes. forgot what they call themselves. but uh, Studs. Yeah. Mas I had to look up what that went, what that what? meant. And it was <laughs> Urban Dictionary defined it as an extremely masculine lesbian who usually wears the strap on and has a very feminine girlfriend uh they're not trans i think they uh know that they're women mm -hmm. but gosh darn it they want penises so bad Joe. they do they so do. bad um yeah so they are competing for a trip for two to jamaica and for a big chain medallion that says Hoochie Daddy on it. You know, so that medallion is going to set them above the rest. And they also get Hoochie Daddy bragging rights. But that's not all, Joe. Because in the first episode, they forgot to say it. But they also get a role in the new movie, Black Widow. But not that one. <laughs> the one the makers of this competition reality show are making. 
so we're introduced to our contestants, you know, who have uh, aliases. They don't go by their own name. Not an alias. Well, this is what they go by. This is their street name or their stud name. Uh, <laughs> like, Dyke hey, Joe. Is Hold on. Let me stop you. Well, it's we'll we'll get to the contestants or the ones we remember. Okay. But uh, what would your street name be if you were <laughs> a stud, Joe? Hmm. Hmm. Fuck, that's a good question, Tom. Too too bad you didn't go for that on our uh, top five list. Could have come up with our. <laughs> hey, maybe next stud. week. Maybe, maybe. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, top five stud names for the other person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Mo. <laughs> Lady Latex. <laughs> the Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's go into the world's greatest dyke god. Um Yeah, they're all dropped off, you know, SUV comes in, drops them off, security Let's them in the door. Security's just a guy sit standing there, not doing shit. Wearing <laughs> He's just like, that, what am I doing here? <laughs> He's wearing a shirt that says security. That's how I knew. And a blue bandana. Uh, He's just like this the whole time. <laughs> and they come in. They introduce themselves. Like I said, uh, one of them's name is uh, Dyke God. And has a big, already has got their medallion, you know, that says Dyke God across it uh what were shit so what were some of the other names tom uh stud king stud that was the fella who came out looking like master p in the intro yeah okay and then there was moyo the general <laughs> uh i think there was one just called king there was one called taz she okay. looked like she just came out of a fucking Russian prison camp. <laughs> ah, what other what other what names did these guys have? I don't uh, know, but they Jim. One of them's name was Jim. <laughs> sure. And uh, they say, "Okay, well, fuck it. Here, the competition's on." So they're they're uh, staying at a B and B. It looks like. You know, like yeah, they, they just up. rented out a for the production. Yeah, they rented that out, so they're all like dividing into their bedrooms. And, and it's not uh, like a nice one in a nice area or mm -hmm. anything. It looks like a garbage Jacksonville uh, area that they just like remodeled the inside of the house, like a lot of these people do now to make Airbnbs and shit. One of these guys was even like. Hey, yeah, I fucking looked up what this place looked like before I got here. And, oh, it looked like some Blair Witch shit. Mm. Yeah. Um, so they do that. They're getting settled in and seeing who's going to be roommates with who, who's going to be sleeping in a closet, uh, who has an air mattress and who has a real mattress, you know, things like that. So uh, drama doesn't ensue yet. But you can see there might be some tension pop up later. And it does because they're given their first challenge. And if By you who? Reality, 
by by the main guy <laughs> by the creator of the show joe yeah. the person who got all of this together for some that questionable dude. reason i know yeah i don't think it was for the love of reality shows if right. we're being honest here right. joe <laughs> yeah it's got a really strange vibe to it you know um so their first challenge and they've got an hour to do this is to make a TikTok video and use the song, the theme song. How's that go, Tom? Hoochie Daddy's come outside. Hoochie Daddy's all the way live. Hoochie Daddy. So say no are, to dicks. They've got an hour to do that, and this is gonna be an ongoing thing. Uh, the person that has the most views by the time they end the show is gonna get five points. So they're just sitting around making TikToks, you know, dancing with the song. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like Chameleon Air does in the club. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out one of the fellows goes back to his room and is doing it over there. Another one goes and spies on him and says, hey, he's doing that same dance you was doing. What? It's copying my dance. So there's a big argument. Like. And that guy's trying to justify, no, TikTok's all about people copying other people on TikTok. That's what TikTok's all about. And they're, no, fuck you, man. You're just, you know, you're fucking trying to steal our moves. And and then uh, a sort of fist fight ensues. But these are not men. So it is not a fist fight. There's a bit of hair pulling, you know, a little bit of choking, but nothing big nothing big fuck they want to be dudes so goddamn bad i like feel bad for these motherfuckers fuck yeah they are uh it's just i i don't want to say like it's silly just looking at these motherfuckers you be you and be happy with your shit fuck what anybody else says just just be happy with your shit as long as you're not right hurting anybody but god damn do these fellas look silly as shit i just don't get it it ain't my world just do your thing and don't go on a reality show you know to made be made you know a fool out of you know because that's really all these shows do i don't even know if this was to be made a fool of because the fucking like the person who created this is like some big lesbian guy so yeah. but you know i i think that's what reality shows do no matter what you're you look like a fucking fool you know they're you're going to be doing something that makes you look idiotic um yeah i don't think this uh helps the lgbtq community Fuck at all no it's just fucking <laughs> guys like us giggling at this silly bullshit you got fucking dyke god in the intro popping out shirtless with duct tape on her nips yeah. fucking crip walking and shit like i'm but, supposed to take this shit seriously but what i'm saying is i don't think this is truly representative of it they found the worst well i mean yeah people. it's an extreme <laughs> right yeah <laughs> but yes it's uh funny at times <laughs> <laughs> but there's what a lot I? of shit too where you're you know it's a good time to read a comic book and like you can look down and then eventually something might happen you can look up uh it is streaming on Tubi. Uh, 
I'm gonna assume that you only watched the first episode. Yeah, I only got to the because I finished it right before I logged in. You know, oh or God. else I, I would have kept on going to see what other drama ensues. You know, if they are were you going to like keep that. on going? Yeah, like I think like the second episode, they're probably gonna have some kind of like food eating competition. You know, whether no, it's Joe, they're gonna design T-shirts. Yes, because as they walked in, a lot of them. I'd say the majority of them said that they are graphic designers. I hear a lot of people saying that they're graphic designers, and you're fucking not. You will love episode two, Joe. All right, I'll watch that tomorrow. And uh, so I watched the second episode and the last episode because, honestly, about <laughs> halfway through the second episode... A little much. It, uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, we've seen it. We know yeah. what the fucking joke is and all right we're fucking are what we are we're giggling at this we're right. horrible people i i understand but besides that whole strange as in foreign aspect uh the show's production is awful just fucking terrible and they use every fucking second of everything they shot that they possibly could just to stretch this shit out and make fucking anything. The uh, the audio is fucking terrible. The camera work is fucking terrible. Nothing really happens. It's just, I, it's basic. We're just laughing at fucking black ladies acting tough and talking like dudes. That's really the crooks of this thing and everything. Everything else about this production is just so fucking terrible. <laughs> the the audio, the sound effects, like you know, they would reality shows would have graphics pop up with like scoreboards or you yeah. know, just graphics pop up on shows and shit. Theirs is like on a TV and it's fucking up half the time because of the editing. And then they have like fucking Windows 95 movie maker graphics <laughs> popping up to say like TikTok challenge and geez Louise, it's uh that really makes it hard to watch because you'll see if you're gonna watch the second episode, they drag that shit out and you watch like their hour limit of t-shirt design in real time oh, it is like oh my goblin but yeah it uh i'm sorry i'm a piece of shit but for that first and some of the second episode i was laughing the hardest i laughed in a fucking while uh i'm team dyke god obviously <laughs> joe who are you pulling for <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, so uh, who's the one that popped in with the bottle? Like, walked in just drinking. Oh, crazy? I'm crazy, little Eddie Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that fucking J.J. Walker-looking fucking guy. <laughs> but, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. I thought he looked He's like... He's the cut-up. <laughs> they do freely smoke a lot of weed on this show. Oh, I forgot the best part. You'll know it when I say it. 
fucking like they're just doing some challenge or something and you just hear a voice in the background like hell yeah we're doing it live on amazon prime yeah. just like you fuck they didn't even know what the fuck they were gonna Somebody do with this they were walking into the house yeah there you go okay yeah th- this is on tubi sir it's on tubi like why wouldn't you just fix that and post or not use it nope <laughs> Fuck. Would recommend. It's an experience. Yeah, I would like to get like a like a lesbian or a studs point of view. Yeah, you would. on this show. To say, hey, so is is this is this offensive? Or <laughs> yeah, that shit you were saying was. <laughs> Again, sorry. It's just so fucking foreign, and I know nothing about that shit. It's just... I want to say, like, God damn, some of these motherfuckers will beat the shit out of me. But honestly... I don't know, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that one fight that breaks out in that first episode is like, you can't throw a punch? It's looks are deceiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, watch it. Get some beer. Get some popcorn. Get the kids. Gather around the cat. And I've never seen a fucking warning on Tubi before. This <laughs> shit actually had a warning on it. Like, ah, oh, you're mature shit. You're about to see fucking wildness. Go smoke weed. Then come back. <laughs> But yeah, give it a shot. If you're a fucking asshole, <laughs> watch that shit. Oh, shit. I got Corey to watch it too. He was texting me. He's like, yeah, Dyke God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Hey, Joe. Hey, Tom. I was going to ask if you like comic books, but uh, how do you feel about space? Specifically, the Space City. I'll tell you this, Tom. Uh, we've watched Candy. We watched Candy 2. I wasn't aware that Houston was such a hub for urban cinema. Turns out there's a lot of films like this that are made. Like the shot, very similarly. Um. I wasn't aware that there was so many bad <laughs> African American actors in Houston. <laughs> but now since we followed up the Candy franchise, we're going into the Red Flags franchise. And uh I'm going to say it right now. Like, yeah, sure, it's a it's a catchy title, I guess. It's topical because you see all the all the kids posting their red flag memes or red flag jokes. Nothing to do with the fucking movie. No. At all. No. So this is about a guy that walks in on his wife and she's dry humping with another fellow. Fully closed. Both these motherfuckers are fucking fully closed. Just fucking away. Mm-hmm. And you know. 
as I do with these movies that we that we uh, cover, the ones that we both watch for the show. My mom likes to watch with them <laughs> to see what we're talking about. So that's what it opens up with. <laughs> so, yeah, he had brought her dinner, and he drops the bag. And she's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, brother, what are you doing here? I can't believe this. And this is the kind of quality acting you're going to get. Dude, this motherfucker's voice... Like how his mouth actually moves and his actual voice, it comes off like how a Chinese or a Japanese Godzilla movie, sorry, how a Gamera movie dub would look and how fucking out of place it is. But it seems like his real voice. It just, it looks weird and it sounds weird. Yeah, it is very monotone and... Yeah, just like like you said, like a lot of the dubbed voices. Yeah. Yeah, that's a it's good like, description of it. Was this whole thing ADR'd by somebody else? Maybe, because there's another character that we'll get to after a bit that sounds really, really odd. And then, like, no, that's not his voice. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, the guy that was doing the dry hump and he's going to leave. And he's already <laughs> hey, man, it. I didn't do anything here. I got nothing to do with this. I got to go and he doesn't have to put his clothes back on because he was dry humping, you see. <laughs> but, but However, they do make sure to show a close up of him zipping his fly up just in right. case you weren't sure that the <laughs> penis actually went in. Right. So uh, the husband, he picks up a, a geode. That just happens to be there on the desk. Hits so, very Joe, softly with the geode. I wouldn't know what a geode was if I haven't seen the movie. So why don't you tell everybody what that is? It's like those crystal, the purple crystal things that you can get at the, a mineral show, maybe. Or <laughs> if you go to NASA, they sell them even though they're not from space. I don't, you know. But he hits him on the neck, Tom, and the guy falls <laughs> down. He hit him so hard, it severed his spine, I guess, because that is not a spot that would knock somebody out if you hit him there. Right. So he, that guy's dead, though. His <laughs> wife just cowers down in terror, and we cut away from that. Well, no, then you get the classic uh, kind nah, what is it? Maybe like a dog's eye view. Of the woman down in the count down in the corner, then you get the classic one leg coming into frame and the other leg coming into yeah. frame, and you see the battered woman down in the corner, but they fuck it up and he moves a little bit and holds on it for an extra beat, and it looks like complete shit. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> so then we red cut. flags. We cut to a woman. Uh, a somewhat attractive woman is in a dog park, you know. Joe, good for you. You know, you usually say a lot of racist shit, but mm -hmm. I appreciate you for saying that. You're you're trying to do better. I am. Good for you. Uh, and there is our is he our protagonist? Is he our villain? We don't know what he is. Is she going to be our protagonist? You would think so. You would think this is all set up to be about her because. He's there with a dog of his own. 
and he goes up and talks. The dog that we never see again. <laughs> Her dog. Um, and he says, hey, my name's Maxwell, whatever, and I would like to take you for coffee. And oh, shit, her, Maxwell Coffee. Mm-hmm. Gives her his card, and he takes off, and she's she's intrigued, you know? She calls up her friend, says, hey, I met this guy, blah, blah, blah. Should I, you know, yeah, no, don't call him. Hey, I'm going to call him. She calls him, and they get married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like two days later. Yeah, they did have coffee, <laughs> but she says, you know, I ain't playing, girl. I'm this was this like this real was so so poorly made. You could not tell how long like they've actually been together or known each other or how many dates. It's literally they meet, they go out for coffee, and at a snap of a finger, they're coming out of the courthouse married. Right. Didn't even you know? It's presented that he's got money. But uh, yeah, they got married at the courthouse, and like that day, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they go to the coffee shop. Next scene is putting a ring on the finger, and then they cut. It it literally seems like this. All this shit happens in like a span of a week. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was I was married last week. So they're living together, and. Uh... They're in talking. a fucking house that on the outside is decorated with Christmas wreaths. Yep. But on the inside of the house, nothing that would let you know that it was Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's asking him questions, you know, you know, just playful, whatever. And he mentions that, oh, yeah, my ex-wife. What? Motherfucker, what did you say, ex-wife? You know, so this is their first fight, their first conflict. Um, and again, we think this is going to lead to something. But, uh, you know, he explains, oh, no, you know, I had this wife, you know, and she cheated on me. And she was always putting me down and emasculating me. And we had this business together. But, you know, now that's over. She's like. I was still working, supporting her business for two years while she built it up. And then she told me to get fucked. And then she did. Yeah. So she's like, eh, all right. But there's the drop of the note from the music. And he just looks at her kind of mad. So what he starts doing is making tea for her so she can pass out. And he can go out on the streets of Scrooston, as Tom calls it. But you gotta, you gotta say he gets like a pill bottle, crushes up pills on the counter, just leaves the bottle right by <laughs> the cups. This never comes back. Mm-mm. Like she never finds out she was getting drugs, drugged. She never like finds a pill bottle or and like it doesn't amount to shit. This is. Terrible storytelling, terrible filmmaking. Dog. He starts picking up women and killing them, you know, and uh, in the fucking daytime because they don't have a budget for a fucking lighting kit that would be acceptable for night. The first one was at night, Tom. But that's because they were in that shopping complex with all the (laughs) lights around. 
Uh, so now we're introduced to two cops that are working the case of these missing girls. Uh, and uh, one of them's a hefty older gentleman that, uh, yeah, this case is really getting to him. And he's saddled <laughs> with a partner that I thought was black, but maybe not. <laughs> Maybe he's just, you know, one of these really light-skinned guys, you know? I couldn't tell. But this guy's voice is clearly dubbed. <laughs> clearly dubbed. It's just the weirdest sounding shit. Uh, Ms. F I like to call him Mexican Harry Carey. Maybe, but we do get a Mexican <laughs> later on. We'll get to that. Uh, so, yeah, they're on the case. They're not having any luck. You know, they bring in a couple people to interview them. And one of the guys that they come in and interview, he's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Check out my fuck tape, doubt. Yeah. Dude yeah. looks like the fuck, dude. This mother, I'm sure. Sorry. Sorry, dog. But you know the deal. He has like a big scar on his nose. And it looks like something happened to his nose. Like maybe it was bit off by a dog or something. And they had to do plastic surgery because now he looks like the Crypt Keeper. Where his fucking nose is just like the tits missing and it's all fucking up and shit. He looks like a goddamn ghoul, Joe. <laughs> but he probably has the best performance in the movie. Um uh, Okay, then more of this guy killing, more of this, you know, woman, like, not doing anything, you know. Uh, hey, not... that sketch on the TV looks exactly like you. Yeah, there's that. Oh, that must be. I got to call my dad and see if I have any brothers out there I don't know about. Hey, the car that they're saying this guy who looks exactly like you is the car that, that, that you're driving. Oh, let me show you why it can't work. And then he fucking has her take the keys and turn it on. And the car doesn't turn on, Joe. And you know what we never see? What he did to the car so right. it doesn't turn. Why didn't we get a shot when she was in the garage looking through shit of her opening the hood and just seeing that one of the fucking battery terminals were disconnected and that was it. That's all you had to fucking do. Storytelling. Why did you make a movie if you can't tell a story? Uh, so we go back and forth between them and the cops and, uh, you know, it gets a little tedious, but the performances keep you laughing <laughs> you know and then uh this girl's brother arrives on the scene and he's and having flashbacks because he's just like hey what's this guy doing in my house because that's what the movie like sets you up to believe like an old flame came yeah. back into the picture but it turns out he's just she he is just her brother mm -hmm. but still He's suspicious and deep in thought. You know that because he goes like this a lot, you know. <laughs> oh, stroke your beard. It says, I'm thinking, you know, something's not right here. But it is because it is his, her brother. You know? And the fucking brother brings up shit. Hey, man, you see all this crazy shit? What's with all these girls disappearing in the area? Mm -hmm. Not once does he say, hey, you look a lot like that. Beep. Yeah. Not once. Nope. Um, Do you know why? Because they, they can't tell a story, Joe. No, they can't. 
uh, we flash back to the cops and, you know, it's like, hey, oh, shit, we got another body. We found a body this time, you know, and it's a little girl. And the cop has a big breakdown crying, and it is the funniest shit I've seen. Do you know why? Because you know he had what? A girl too? I don't know. Because that's his daughter, and they're terrible storytellers, Joe. Was that supposed to be? Was that his wife in the picture that he had the hot date with, or was it his daughter? <laughs> because it picture doesn't really look like it so we're just like a a lady it looks like a like a little girl but he does point to the picture and say no i got a date with my wife yeah but it turns out the one who was killed was his daughter and that's why yeah i was laughing at his breakdown no you didn't miss it you just had to think about it because they weren't telling you because they're terrible filmmakers joe and they don't know how to tell a story thinking about shit tom when i'm watching this so (laughs) the girl goes out to test the car again it's still not turning on but what there's some tire tracks and some dirt on the tires what then she finds a box by the laundry that has maybe some trophies or some uh articles in there but shit the husband shows up husband shows up and hugs her and then it cuts to black and then he's at the airport and then it cuts to african-american he's at the airport not any airport though yeah but houston international george bush airport you sure it wasn't hobby but anyway i drove that uh roll credit a few times yep roll credits because he's on the run We'll find out where he goes, maybe, if they have the same actors like they didn't do in Candy. We'll see. We'll see what this guy's up to in Red Flags 2 next week. Did you notice how there really wasn't more than three actors on screen at once? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. because of COVID, you see. The warehouse that was uh, substituting for a uh, police department. <laughs> At one point, they just shot it in someone's kitchen. <laughs> and that motherfucker, good old Mexican Harry Carey, he had to hold that fucking takeout thing in his clean-ass spoon like he was eating shit out of that empty fucking box. <laughs> oh, man, this was a piece of shit, but God damn, did I laugh often and heartily. Yeah, this uh, like Tom said, the storytelling's bad, but it's fun. It is fun. It is like so poorly acted. Uh, I just got a kick out of it, uh, and it's not very long. It's like an hour and ten minutes. So it's seventy-five not like you're, minutes. You're not investing a shitload of time. You know, uh, if you like the Houston skyline, just like on Candy, you get to see it a few times here too. They did bust out the drone. Hopefully, part two. It's all stock it footage. As Candy 2 did it, you know, because they wasted a lot of time with that shit in that movie. Yeah. Uh, if you, again, if you like to laugh at garbage bullshit movies, here's another. Here's another one. As my mom said, that wasn't good. 
<laughs> oh, she's right. Mm. Tune in next week for Red Flags 2. Hey, Joe, you like comic books? Sometimes, Tom. So Spider-Man's hadn't done an annual for like three or four years. I mean, they had, but all his annuals were just reprints. So, you know, fucking over the fans yet again. But uh, this time they said, you know what? Let's make up for it. Let's do a, a feature length story and then give them a little bonus story at the end. Uh, what haven't we used? It? Oh, we haven't used the whole movie industry thing again. So, Peter's Surprisingly, broke. Stanley had nothing to do with this. Yeah, I know. But uh, Peter Parker's broke again, of course. But uh, Mary Jane says, hey, I'm going to be an extra in this one movie. Why don't you come along and, you know, maybe you can get some bucks too. Well, what, what the fuck happened on the street? I read this last week. Some mother, like the fucking something fucked up and the guy almost fell off the fucking something fucked up with the stunt. So Spider-Man had to turn into Spider-Man and go save the fucking guy. And they're just like, oh, well, fuck that guy. He fucked up. Let's fire the special effects guy. And you'll be the new fucking guy acting here, Spider-Man. He says, okay, but you got to pay me in cash. Yeah. Wink. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like he's at a convention or some shit signing autographs. Um, <laughs> yeah, the special effects guy had designed some monster suits that looked like spiders. You see, you know, like extra arms or like the big old spider face with the mandibles or, you know, the little claw hands that spiders don't have. You know, <laughs> so, uh, but they're not just regular costumes, Tom, they're exoskeletons. Damn, that's what insects have. Mm -hmm. But spiders are arachnids. Yeah, so Spider-Man's is going to do this, but uh, we cut to some other dude that's like telling, you know, some old crooks that got beat up by Spider-Man's, hey, come here, your guy's going to wear this costume, and this is your chance for revenge. Oh, yeah, we've been wandering. <laughs> Dig it. For a long time, my friend. And, uh, you just went through like three or four different accents in that fucking. Yeah, because I'm thinking with like a a coat of many colors of villains, Tom. You know, it it had it all. They're being very inclusive in this. Um, yeah, they're all different shades of white. Spider-Man's on set, and that's industry talk. Um, and they're gonna start you know, filming this movie, but boom, these guys show up in their spider costumes and they start fighting. So it's battle of the spiders left and right. And, uh, I don't know. Spider-Man chases them to an apartment, but they're there and they waylay into him, And then he's got to chase them to a farm or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. The film producer shows up there because yeah. he's behind it all. He's the they one that's framing the special effects guy. They were, because he's the dumbest guy on set. So that's the guy you're going to frame. And, you know, but it didn't work out that way, because Spider-Man's overheard the producer talking about his plan. He beats up all the other guys. They're shutting down the production. The end. In the second feature... Spider-Man goes to visit one of his old haunts. Before you get to that, we got to mention something. What's that? This is the debut of J.R. Jr. 
Is it? Was he? He Indian? does the pencils. No. Yeah. Yeah, not a good job because he wasn't doing his style yet. Well, yeah, he just started. And there's a, do the do it like the in-house style, you fuck. Yeah, yeah, they were real big on that fucking Marvel. Ah, uh, so yeah, so, and this is a small, you know, it's only like what eight, ten pages. I think it was five. Shit, maybe at that it felt like eight or ten. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man is going to visit the coffee bean or whatever that fucking coffee shop was. The they, bean flicker. The bean. <laughs> oh, and uh, I think it so, was Plum's Coffee in Cypress, Texas. Mary Jane's still been going by there, but uh, Peter never goes to his fucking classes anyway, so he doesn't go by. And they see some guy, some cat, some groovy cat there playing the guitar, Tom. And uh, the Living Right Band. They're saying like he's right on the cusp. Of hitting it big about getting a an album to you know you know the industry is after him. Some guy pops in, starts shooting the place up, you know, and you know Spiderman's has to sneak off on Mary Jane again, change into Spiderman's. He comes back, the guy still shooting up and takes the singer guy captive. After the singer guy threw his guitar on him, you can't do that in here, and. uh He's taking him hostage, and in the car, they're in cahoots, Tom. They're in cahoots, because this is going to be the publicity he needs. But Spider-Man's heard all that again, just like he did in the other story. Rips the hood or the top of the car off, makes him wreck into a pole, then goes back, and Mary Jane's all pissed at him. The end. Uh, how long... Like, fuck you, the audience. Every issue is just, oh, Spider-Man leaving and coming back. All the characters in this universe are fucking dumb and <laughs> can't figure out that it's him. Oh, no, 40 years, everyone will just, just oh, we knew all along, Peter. Enough of this shit. I know we still got years and years of fucking peter parker oh i had to i had to take pictures i just left left you alone in this highly volatile situation <laughs> volatile situation the fuck yeah yeah i don't think any woman would put up with that for that very long get getting abandoned in a dangerous situation nah that's not gonna fly you're and a even the readers yeah like, fuck, keep reading it, you fuck. It's the same shit. I'm sure you're not getting <laughs> pissed off about it at this point. <laughs> fuck, man. It's just... <sighs> it's the house of ideas, Tom. You know who fucking... You know what came out of the house of ideas? Red flag. Ah. Mm. <sighs> Christ, do you like lists, Joe? Yeah, I thought this would be an easy one. We could just go through real quick, you know. <laughs> uh, and then as I was putting it together, I was trying to remember what posters I had on my walls and couldn't really. Uh, but then I did. I remembered a few. So this is our top five posters that we had on our walls as youths, you know, as, do you know, I... little punk asses. <laughs> Do you have any honorable mentions? 
No. Okay, well, I have one that I want to just throw on there since we talked about it last week. Okay. I had a mud vein poster, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, as the Houston Horror Film Festival was going on, Mudvayne was also in town playing a concert in Houston. So we didn't go out to see it. <laughs> but uh, you actually heard Mudvayne. I did. For the first time last week prior to you bringing their name up. Right. You never I, heard them I, before. No, no. And it's not what I expected at all. <laughs> Better, worse. I don't know. I mean, neither, <laughs> you know, different. It was on the same parallel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At number five, Tom, I had a Bruce Lee poster with a collage of Bruce Lee's finest movie moments. Uh, yeah, I think I bought this poster at Astro World because uh, where I was from they didn't sell a lot of posters we didn't have like a poster store in the mall or anything and I didn't really order posters you know from magazines or anything like that so I bought that's this- what you had to do back then you couldn't just go on the internet you had to clip something out of a magazine send some money and hope to fuck they got it and hope mm-hmm. to fuck you got it that wasn't even that long ago. Like, yeah. that was still going on late 90s, early 2000s. Well, I think after a while, like, uh, like if you had a, not Hot Topic, what's the other one? The one Spencer's. With the Spencer's, you know. They had a shitload of posters, but uh, that turned into, like, a sex toy place. The rubber cock section. No, 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 Thomas, slow down. A plastic vibrator section. Mm, yeah. Uh, if you happen to have like a record store in your town or whatever, they may have had posters, but it may not have been what you wanted, you know? A lot of concert posters. Concert posters or posters of Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> the Virgin Mary. Yes. <laughs> but Bruce Lee. Got it at Astroworld, Tom. Thought it was pretty goddamn cool. I didn't know karate or anything, but but I'd seen his movies. You still like his movies now? I've got to go back and rewatch them and see. I mean, I think the last one I rewatched was Enter the Dragon, which it's goofy. It's still pretty fun. What do you think of Astroworld? I went there a couple times. We'll get to that. Okay, okay. Uh, what do I have? My number five. I had a House of Crazies poster, and god damn was it an ugly image. <laughs> but it was signed and rare. It was like a weird kind of yellow border with some white and ugly purple lettering. And then the it was just like a picture of like three teenagers. <laughs> but it was just kind of warped and to look sort of psychedelic. It was a really ugly, shitty-looking fucking poster. But I was hardcore into collecting Juggalo shit at the time, and that being a rare poster and being signed, I just thought it was 
the fifth coolest poster ever, Joe. <laughs> uh, at number four, Tom, I had a map of Astral World. <laughs> now you know these maps that uh like they're drawn, it's not like a picture of the place. It's like people went out there and drew like the the Texas cyclone or hey, here's Western town, but people would draw them. You know, and to this day, I still like maps like that. Like, they're real touristy things. If you go to, like, a city, they'll have one, like, hey, here's New York. And somebody will have done, like, the Statue of Liberty in a cartoony style or the Empire State Building in a cartoony style. And I think maps like that are still pretty cool, but I put, wouldn't put one on my wall now. <laughs> well, maybe you find that one and hang it up in the shop. Maybe. That I would do. No, so you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So you're a fan of the Astro World? No. I mean the last time I went, it was just a fucking dump. You know, deserved to be closed down. Yeah, I was uh really disappointed the last time I went. Just what a shithole. Uh more a fan of the maps of Astro World. <laughs> Yeah, I went there a couple times when uh, when I first moved here. Like, my Six Flags was Six Flags Great America mm-hmm. in uh, Illinois. But, I mean, I was shocked when I came to Texas. It was like, what do you mean there's another Six Flags and it's not called Great America? What the fuck's going on here? And then I went, and it wasn't as good. But uh, I remember this roller coaster called the Mayan Mind Bender. Did you ever go on that? That's the one that went in the caves and stuff. It was like in the dark. You went in yeah. like a the outside was like a Mayan temple, and then it was yeah. in the fucking dark. I did go on that one. It was all right, just because it was different, I guess. It was but dark. Yeah, I was a little pussy. Probably mm-hmm. still am. But now I know how roller coasters are made, and as you get older, you're just like. Well, fuck yourself, but <laughs> as a little kid, I wasn't getting on many of those yeah. things. It's uh, it's not the mummy ride from a <laughs> Universal that's for sure. The fucking pricks. Oh, it's me now, sorry. Number four. I thought we were just talking about Astro. Well, okay, Joe. Only movie poster I have on the list. I had a few movie posters in my teenage years, but uh, the favorite one I had was the Halloween poster, the classic one with the pumpkin and the knife. Mm-hmm. You go back and listen to our favorite poster thing. I think that was on uh, both of our lists, and it's just a solid design all around. Yeah, it is. Uh, I never had any movie posters. I guess the Bruce Lee would qualify kind of but never like a movie movie posters which is odd like you know because i you know i was a movie person but if i got magazines you know even like a poster magazine i wouldn't take the posters out and uh put them on the wall or anything and i never ordered i don't remember if you could order movie posters or not you know i don't think you could see we grew up in different times so i had suncoast while i was growing up and I thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever that they had a rack of posters 
that were backed on cardboard and then shrink wrapped. Yeah. You remember that shit? Yeah. I was like, oh wow, look at this is awesome. I'll gladly pay fifteen dollars more for this than a fucking poster that's rolled in a tube. <laughs> fucking idiot kid. And number three, I had a poster of Frank Fra Frank Frazetta's painting The Sorcerer. This is the one with that wizard. He's you know, like this with his arms up, and there's a big demon or whatever the fuck coming up. Uh, I still think it's a cool-ass image. I don't even remember where I got this poster. Maybe somebody gave it to me. But it was on some different paper. It felt like parchment or whatever, and it was cut, like, at a weird square. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I went ahead and put thumbtacks through each fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. We all did, Joe. Mm -hmm. Until we look. Oh, man. They make this stuff called sticky tack. Let's put that on the back of the fucking posters, you goddamn motherfucking idiot. Yep. <clears throat> then you just fuck. Oh, and I got to roll it up and put it away. And then you got sticky tack all over fucking the print and everything. Ah, throwing this away, I guess. Should have just poked the holes in it. <laughs> or you know what you know now. You poke the holes above it and just kind of have the round part of the pins hold, hold it in place. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, number three. It was uh, an amazing Jekyll Brothers in-store poster with Jake Jekyll on it. That's an insane clown posse album, and they did a whole tour to uh, like go and sign CDs and promote this shit. Me and my sister went, and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever that, oh, they made this poster for, you know, this specific tour and shit. And then you find out, yeah, that was one of the most printed posters they've ever made. <laughs> at number two I had an Iron Maiden poster the trooper and this is the one where you know he's carrying the flag and walking what flag the Joe the British flag <laughs> Jack and uh you know I don't even know what war that's supposed to be the big one but uh, I always thought that image was pretty cool. I think uh, one of my cousins might have bought me that poster. And uh, I appreciated it. I don't know where it is now. But, uh, but yeah, that was a cool poster. It's iconic as shit. I can't name you one fucking Iron Maiden song, but I knew goddamn well he had the British flag in his fucking hand. Sure did. So, yeah, it's a fucking iconic poster for sure. What are we on? Two? Two. I have what was referred to as the Arabic Malenko poster. And this was another insane clown posse poster. It was a blacklight and it had the great Malenko on it. And all around it, it had like the border of it was all Arabic writing. Probably said some shit like, hey, watch out for 9-11, you fuck. <laughs> and then 9-11 happened, and I ripped that poster down and fucking burned it. We're coming for you, Juggalo. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
-hmm. We want the gold, sucker. <laughs> ah, sad days. <laughs> Tom, number one. And I'm going to look. Maybe I still have this one because you know, I got some tubes of posters that will never go on a wall anywhere. Uh, this one probably has several pinholes in it. But it was uh, comic book stores started selling posters, Tom. And they had a poster of the Punisher. Artwork done by Mike Zeck. He's holding a big fucking uh, rifle in one hand and like a big fucking pistol with a scope on it. And he's standing in front of cases of ammo. Uh, I thought this was the coolest shit because I thought the Punisher was the baddest motherfucker in comicdom. You know, um, they overexposed him, lost that magic, but still think it's a cool image. Think Zek, you know, did some great, great covers. Yeah, that was my, I think, now that I remember, I had several comic posters up, but they were just up because they were comic posters. This one I actually liked. Yeah. Yeah, Zek is definitely probably the iconic Punisher fucking mm -hmm. artist. So, yeah, that was that is also another popular image. Yeah, Joe, my number one is a poster that I still have in the room to this day, and I got this. My parents were still married, so elementary, school-ish. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, wait, what are the years lining? Maybe a little later, because uh, it's a Todd McFarlane Spider-Man poster. It's where he has the black suit hung up on a brick wall in an alleyway. And he's kind of doing the Spider-Man pose with webs coming down everywhere. Good shit. Still got it up to the... Hey, thanks for having the poster still, bud. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, it's still cool. I'll never get it signed, though, because it's in a frame. Oh. We got it at one of those poster stores in the mall. And I could remember going in and say, oh, yeah, I want this one. And picking out the fucking, uh, what's it called? Like the frame color and the kind of frame that I wanted. And then my parents be rude. What? It's, it's how much? And since it was already put together and doing all that custom, they felt like they had to get it. So. <laughs> Thanks. I still have it. That's probably one of the reasons why it's still there. It was drilled into me. You better not ever get rid of this or fuck it up, you idiot. And you didn't. You stayed mm -hmm. true to it, Tom. You mm -hmm. weren't fucking around back then, and you're not fucking nope. around now. But there was a stage to where I wasn't into comics anymore because I thought that was for little kids and stupid. So on the plastic of the fucking frame, like, you know, the plastic that's covering the poster, took a magic marker and wrote shit like Stone Cold and <laughs> Insane Clown Posse on it. 
then you know a few years later and i was just like you stupid fucking asshole mm-hmm. took some alcohol and wiped all that shit off good you look at it from store in the mall anymore you know they don't have malls anymore joe <laughs> So uh, next week, special request by old Justin. Thanks for listening, bud. We're going to do our, uh, this is the list from this week, not the one that I wrote it on. But uh, we're going to do our favorite uh, or our most memorable convention encounters. So whatever the fuck that means to you, luckily, I think we're going to be able to hear your Robert Zadar story again. And I can't wait, Joe. Can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Again, shout out to the Houston Horror Film Fest. Appreciate you having us out there. Letting me be a part of that shit in a small way by making the trophies and shit. Always appreciate that shit. Everybody had fun. And uh, thanks again. Thanks to the makers of Red Flag for giving Joe and I some giggles and Making my mom shake her head a lot. (laughs) So head on over to dwnproductions.net. Hey, head on over to uh, dwnproductions.net there and uh, get some mask bus props. Look at my uh, custom work. Probably not or whatever. You know, I just kind of got to say it so it's right off and shit even. though it's right there. dwnproductions.net. Got a lot of leftover shit I'll be posting on the website. So not on the website, on the uh, Facebook pages. So be on the lookout for that. Instagram too. Fuck you. I'm I'm done, Joe. Just you go to fastcustomshirts.com, find something you want, and then order it. Or don't right now. It's I don't know. Whatever. It'll get done. Something. I don't know. Fastcustomshirts.com. Thank you. Everybody, thank you for listening, especially if you listen this far. If you listen this far and you're on YouTube, smash that like button, pick the pieces up, and stick them straight up your fucking asshole. Everybody, have a great fucking week. And until next time, hey, auto hoochie, I forgot what the fucking dude said. Hey, there any hoochie daddies out there in there? Come on outside. Boy Gob. Fuck, I missed it. Boy Gob. <laughs> the sun.